0: I have to hand it to you. You did you you worked fast today. Yeah, yeah. I mean when I when I got here, the office was laying on its side. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Wind, wind, wind. At least it wasn't my garbage day today. Ugh. It was you oh God. Okay. Wow, gale force winds, eh? Wind warnings and stuff from last night. But it's beautiful today, a little breeze downtown. Welcome by the way to season two, episode 48. 48? of Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. We are fueled by Gales Gas Bars. We are powered by WeStream and supported by the ever-present Niagara businesses that have been with us for quite some time now. Thank you, Performance Heating and Air, as well as Verge Insurance Group. Coming up today, we have a Niagara artist uh, to chat with. Lovely young lady has a brand new album out. We're gonna talk with her. We'll hear some of her music today. Aaron Hurd is gonna be here. Also, uh, Steven Suze shall be here. Political activist here in Niagara. Got some things on his mind. Maybe you have some things on yours. We're going into Fiddler's Poorhouse as per usual. Come on in and join us on this nice day. I think we're at about 12 degrees already for December the 2nd. That's not too shabby. Okay. Uh, It's almost the same temperature in here as it is out there nice day. So we're going to be chatting with Kevin Jack of WeStream and uh, our other guests, as I mentioned, and some other things that are up for grabs. You have anything you want to contribute today, by all means, come in and do so. We'll tell you how to do that in about 30 seconds. Cheers. And hello. Uh, we are getting uh, wired up for sound here. Welcome, uh, welcome to the program. And uh, good to see you again, Kevin. Kevin Jack, ladies and gentlemen, our executive producer, co-founder of uh, WeStream, uh, Canada's premier streaming service. And uh, I, I'm, I don't think I'm exaggerating. No, uh, we're too uh, much by saying that. You know, either. we're busy
1: this weekend. Fans of Niagara four one one Saturday Damn. night at five forty five. We're going live from downtown Grimsby <sighs> with the Grimsby Santa Claus Parade. Oh, that'll be great. So if you don't have a chance to get out to a Santa Claus yeah. parade this year, yeah, you're looking like you're on a uh, mission from God there. I know. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, then on Sunday we are doing a uh, Christmas concert with Niagara's uh, children's choir. Excellent, and we were just at the dress yeah. rehearsal last night. Lots of young, talented people there. So it's a busy weekend for WeStream. You know and, what? Uh, yeah.
0: It's it's just it's just so nice to hear that you're busy. Uh, sometimes, it's either feast or famine, isn't it? like, so, oh man, we're so busy, um, but it's better than the alternative. And uh, and it's it's all it's also a sign that finally our society is starting to feel a little bit more inclusive with with the events that are coming up. So people get out and enjoy these things and have their events and. Uh, and especially heading into the festive season, because last, uh, I mean, last, the, the last holiday season, and I say holiday because Hanukkah started a couple of days ago, and of course we had Christmas and all kinds of uh, different uh, happenings and festivals this time of year, um, that uh, last year was a dud. I mean, it was nothing. It was really disheartening for a lot of people. And Christmas can be a super, uh, well, the holiday season in general, but Christmas um, because, I mean, that's what I'm closest to, but it can be really, um, really hard for some people. It's a very emotional time. Uh, Waves of emotions, highs and lows. And last year, it was a tough one. It was a tough one. So it's great to hear you're busy.
1: Yeah, we are. We are, and uh, so it's going to be a busy weekend. But again, Santa Claus Parade, live from Grimsby. We'll carry it on Niagara 411 Saturday beginning at 545 p.m. So grab a cup of hot cocoa and sit down and enjoy, uh, enjoy everything from Main Street and in, uh, right across from the Giant Tiger. That's yeah. where we are. Awesome. So looking forward to that.
0: And, and look, at the, look at the temperatures. Uh, I mean, today, like I mentioned outside, today is like 12 degrees uh-huh. or something like that. Tomorrow's gonna be cooler, but not horrible. Saturday four, Sunday four, Monday nine. Wow, okay. Um, For those people that really like winter, and there are a few, believe it or not, there are some people, I know some people that really like winter. Um, That's not good news, but for those of us that don't like to shovel it, uh, snow that is, Um, it's good. Yeah, we say you
1: don't have to uh, shovel rain.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which, timing is everything. Um, yesterday,
1: nice day, sunny
0: day. I thought I was out doing some a couple things, and I thought I think I'll do the leaf thing today. Clean out the gardens and get all that those because we have this massive tree in our yard and it's big leaves and tons of them. So, so I do get out the I get out the leaf blower and the rake and the whole thing, and then this this gale force wind comes up it would have it would have blown everything onto my neighbor's yard and i wouldn't have had to do a thing i wish i was there to see it timing is everything
2: <laughs>
0: now the timing of this story that we want to kick the show yeah, off this one's with crazy. is really weird It's the whole story is nuts but we we wanted to talk about it because it just makes, it just makes you wonder what what motivates people to do some of these things. So there's a guy that is, is wanted uh, in connection with this uh, crime. Just one. There have been others arrested for it. But here's the, here's the story. A couple that had been spending the evening at a Ford Erie uh, establishment, a bar, accepted a ride back home to Niagara Falls from a fellow who was an acquaintance of theirs. So they, I mean, they knew the guy. Now, the car proceeds to travel down Thompson Road in Fort Erie to a parking lot near the Niagara Parkway. Thompson Road running from Niagara Parkway all the way through to Garrison Road in Fort Erie. Uh, Quite a long artery that runs.
1: So you can see there, that's that's Fort Erie right there. Yeah, And the pin is what we assume is this parking lot, right at Thompson.
0: Yeah, we're figuring that's where where it was. So instead of going back to Niagara Falls, they go to this parking lot where there are four other people waiting. Huh? Right. So uh, at gunpoint, they proceed to demand money from the couple to whom they are giving this ride back to Niagara Falls. Okay, and in the in the in the melee of this event, the guy, the victim, gets hit in the head with the gun. So who knows what he was doing or saying? I, I mean, no conjecture here. We don't know. But he got hit with a gun. He got hit in the head anyway, like pistol whipped kind of thing. But they still take the couple back to Niagara Falls. Yeah,
1: what's that about, Lee?
0: Like, they demand money. In a parking lot in Fort Erie, and take and it's at least a half hour ride, depending on what route they take, maybe a little bit more to what was it, Kaler and something else. It's at Kaler and Lundy's Lane. Kaler and Lundy's Lane.
1: So you're looking in uh, in this area right here. So the Wendy's is right there. I think yeah. that's also the um, okay, the Co. Okay, Horton's so we're still it's... we're
0: still wondering. Okay, they they demand money from these people. Was, was it an outstanding debt? Was it just plain old robbery? was like, we don't know not, we, we don't know nothing, honey. So anyway, they take this couple in the car still, to Lundy's Lane and Kayler Road, where they allow them to get out of the vehicle. All right? While they are collecting their belongings that I assume hadn't been taken from them, the, the male is stabbed by one of these people repeatedly. Okay. So this couple manages somehow to extricate themselves from this situation, details not provided by the police at this point in time, and get themselves to the hospital. By the time they left the bar, it's something like what, 10 o'clock? Yeah, 10 o'clock. 10 p.m. They get to the hospital just before 3 a.m., five hours later, where the police show up and of course start to investigate the crime. So, Michael C. Naylor, 42 years old of Fort Erie, he's been arrested and charged with many assaults, (laughs) many charges as you can uh, imagine. Then we've got Dustin Murray Delange, 37 oh, you, years. You
1: missed the way they put it, they don't. Yvonne Joseph Bertrand. Oh, you see Yvonne
0: Joseph Bertrand of Fort Erie, also arrested and charged. Sorry, I missed your name there, uh, Yvonne. Uh, <laughs> Laurie Johns, 51 years old. I mean, these aren't kids. Of Fort Erie, Laurie Johns. She's been arrested and charged with a bunch of offenses as well. And there is... At least as of the posting of this note, an arrest warrant is still out for Michael Elliott Stapleton, 42 years old, also of Fort Erie. And that's the dude right there.
1: So I, this, was, uh, this was Tuesday morning. How do people like, do these things, Kevin? I don't... Monday night, they're at a bar in Fort Erie. 10 o'clock, they asked for a ride home from an acquaintance. We've all done that to before. To Niagara Falls, but all these people are from Fort Erie. Why would they be driving to Niagara Falls? I don't know. 10 o'clock. The couple was the only couple from Niagara Falls. Do you think maybe there was something else afoot? Like maybe oh, they were driving. There's got to be
0: something behind here. Something. Well, mean, don't
1: you think? What you're suggesting is maybe they were driving to Niagara Falls to pick something up. And if they were driving there to pick something up, maybe they had a lot of cash on them. And maybe that's why the other guy would arrange to have his thugs meet him in the parking lot. But Possibility? I mean, I know criminals... Sounds like you're writing a screenplay, but it's a possibility. Criminals aren't the smartest people, but how did they ever think Well, oh, certainly not these. How did they think this was
0: going to end? This is not a brain trust. The, it, these aren't strangers. They know... They, they know each they, other. They know each other. No, not well. It, it says acquaintance, but still.
1: I'm not saying you always kill the witness, but... I mean, wh- wh- where did you think their next stop was? It and was then, It and was nine one one. Excuse me.
0: Uh, why are the... Why this? You you let him out of the car. There, there, there has to be some history here somewhere between this. It just doesn't happen as a random event. So, has to be some history somewhere. But then, why this? Why compound it? You've already committed some sort of armed robbery and kidnapping, and I mean assault and like the the list goes on. And now, now you stab somebody multiple times not a brain trust that we're dealing
1: with here no and the guy that gave them a ride in the first place like obviously they're going to be able to identify you of course maybe they're all just living and how did three
0: how did four other people three or four other people know to meet them in the parking lot
1: would it be fair to assume that all of these people may be living their lives on the wrong side of the law? If you know what I mean, like yeah, there's something going on. Like, and so maybe the thinking is, well, you won't go to the cops.
0: But five hours, Kevin. Five hours. It, yeah, it's not a short drive from Thompson Road to Lundy's Lane, but it's not five hours.
1: Oh, it's not even an hour. That's crazy. So I got a smirk on my face. I mean, these people were very badly assaulted, and and. Oh yeah, I mean it, it's it's a
0: serious crime. I mean, they but, but if you were reading this in a book,
1: and that was without just,
0: background, like we're doing, we're telling the story without any background. That's robbery at gunpoint. Yeah, but there's more to it. There's half.
1: You would to think, to that. especially when they're quote unquote the no to each
0: other. Hit, first, the guy's hitting the head with a gun. Then he's stabbed a bunch of times. That's not a. You're not having a good day.
1: What could even be stranger as I'm reading into this story is they're robbed in the Thompson parking lot, mm. then they're driven to Lundy's Lane and Kaler, at which point they're allowed to collect their belongings. Stat. After, After you've been robbed at gunpoint, how, how was you, that ride? How, how did that ride go for you between go? Fort Erie and Niagara Falls? Like, I, I know you just pistol whipped me and stole all my belongings, but I still. Can need... you t- still take me home? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? And then how do they have any belongings left? To retrieve. You just got robbed at gunpoint. Like that's there's a they're after a, your belongings.
0: There's quite a gap uh in time here. <laughs> something is, was something was going on.
1: Something's weird with that
0: one, Lee. Oh yeah.
1: Um Okay.
0: Well, you know, um from the from the ridiculous to the sublime, welcome back to the COVID conversation, ladies and gentlemen. This is the other story that is... uh, the the previous story is not going to affect you at all. This one, however, uh, will have an impact at some point on your life. Canada's new travel rules take effect today. And there's there's an element of this that Kevin and I were talking about earlier that I was Completely. Now, I've been following this. i I got to stay up on this stuff. I like to think I know what's going on. I did not know about the app.
1: We need the app. So this, app. this is like a lot of us here in Niagara, right? We're so used to going over. We go over the river. Yeah. We'll go over there for dinner. I mean, this is pre-COVID, right? It was, it was part of our existence. I'm not saying don't shop local, but we all do it. Of course.
0: But And, and, and I thought at first when Kevin talked about the app that he was talking about the QR code thing.
1: But that's not it at all, right? So people are getting surprised at the that's border not, because that's not it. I got my QR code, I got my vax, I got all my ID, I got everything you could possibly need. So I'm going to go over to the, uh, I'm going to go over the river. Yeah, I'm going to go get some pizza, maybe hit the outlet mall, and then and then come back as most of us do. Yeah. But if you don't have the app, you're stuck. But who knew about the app? They mm-hmm. haven't been taught Nobody's been talking. I know. About the so app.
0: here let's let's take a look at some of this stuff because this is you can you can get caught. As Kevin has a story about somebody that did get caught.
1: Yeah, so here, while we're, while we're doing this, so there is an app, and it's called Arrive Can app. Arrive Can And uh, a family acquaintance did exactly that. November 30th, the first time that we were finally able to drive over the border since yeah. basically COVID. Yeah. So, all right, fine, I'm going so over this there. this is like I'm, a Tuesday. I'm going to go get my favorite pizza, and then I'm going to turn around and come back. Well, got yeah. back to the border, I got my QR code, I got this, I got that, but do you have the Arrive Can app? Uh, this, person no. this person did not. This person did not. And subsequently, they are now subject to a 14-day quarantine with multiple tests and the government checking in on you throughout those two weeks. That's what's happening to this guy right now because he went over to get pizza and he didn't have the Arrive Can app.
0: You go over to get a pizza and now you're quarantining for 14 days because the, the customs officers gave him a chance to hang around and download the app and all that other stuff. But he said, no, I'm not doing that. He said, okay, we'll go back to Canada, but you got to quarantine and we're going to check on you.
1: And, and that's only because they're giving us a bit of a grace. They're not supposed to allow us to download it there. You have to do it ahead of time. Yeah. So, I mean, here's all, all right. No longer requires PCR testing for sh- short-term trips. That's, that, that's cool. Well, for now, we'll talk about that later, too. Uh,
0: but here it is. It is important to remember to upload your vaccination information via the Arrive Can app for entry to Canada. The list of accepted vaccines has been extended, da, 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 da. So it's, But, but, but it's, the, it's this Arrive Can app thing that is taking people by surprise. I had, I had no idea. So what we're, gonna do, what we're gonna do for you here is we're gonna go find that app. Kevin's gonna walk through the process on screen so that you see exactly what's going on. So there you go. You're in. There's your Arrive Can app from your whatever your wherever you get your apps, App Store, whatever. Okay. So then you
1: sign in. I will just take this off screen while I do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't want.
0: <laughs> we don't need your password out there for the entire planet to see. And uh, so you get in. Now this is a, I'm I'm taking it, Kevin. That this is a free app. I mean, you don't have to pay for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we can we can All see right, it so download. So there you go. Uh, Say
0: password for free. Well, <laughs> no Thanks. and go through those protocols. to ask me my
1: firstborn's name here.
0: Yeah. Okay. And All right, so here we go. Hey, that's lickety split. Okay, yeah, that's not bad. It's loading pretty quickly. Boom.
1: So I've never done this before.
0: No, we're doing it uh, in real time here with you on Niagara Four One One Live. ArriveCam would like to send you notifications. Never mind that.
1: Uh, okay. So I guess I would create an account. I guess you
0: have to create an account. Yeah. Okay, next. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Usually you got to see,
1: you got to scroll down to the bottom before yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. You can actually hit on. Okay.
0: The next. Um, okay. Now you got to do that. Right, here. Hold on. I'll All I'll right. do that. Okay.
1: Let me do that here. So you've got to enter your email address.
0: While you're doing that, I want to remind uh, folks that uh, we are fueled by Gales Gas Bars, our premier sponsor here on Niagara 411 Live. Also, we are uh, sponsored by every week Performance Heating and Air and Verge Insurance. And uh, we, uh, we love you all. Thank you very much for being here. And uh, you might notice right above my beau chapeau, There is a space. Which way, this way, that way, a space. Uh, That space could be you. We have one, only one sponsorship available uh, left here on the program. And if you're interested in uh, having this kind of uh, exposure and promotion each and every week and throughout the week, it's not just on one day we uh, do, in case you missed it, posts over the course of the week, so the exposure for your business is uh, is huge, and uh, we we can send you those numbers if you uh, like them. So we do have a sponsorship open. So that's my shameless sales pitch, at the moment. Uh, while we're while we're waiting for Kevin to fill out his uh, emails and do the do the protocols here.
1: Well, it's the uh, it's the typical you know your password has to have one uppercase letter, a couple oh. of numbers, exclamation point at the yeah, end. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we go. So now uh, I'm and you have to account. predict the weather three weeks from now, at Thursday on a at dinner time or whatever.
1: Oh, gosh, now I need a verification code. <laughs> All right, let me see. I'm looking Don't at you love this? It? Right.
0: It's like you're trying to get into into the mint or something. Okay, there's your, there's your code. I'm just interested to see what it looks like when we get there. Yeah, Alright. This tool is used to uh, facilitate the collection of information needed to administer and enforce legislation to help contain COVID-19 and keep Canadians safe and healthy. You will only need to fill
1: this out once per household. Per what? Household? How, did, how does odd. that work? That's weird. Like I represent my entire family? I think that wording's wrong, but once per
0: household. Okay, well let's we might that question might be answered for us if we go next. Fill in your details to reduce wait times at Canadian ports of entry. To reduce wait times. How about avoid two-week quarantine? Yeah, th- like that's misleading as well. Absolutely. That's fill in your details to reduce wait times. Well it's not a Nexus card, it's an app. Well, that's see, that's wrong. You can also save your information as you go to submit at a later time. All right, what's next? To submit your form, you will need to enter your travel information, oh, along with answering our COVID-19 self-assessment.
1: I just want to say, hope we'll, wherever they're going, yeah, up hope everything's
0: okay. okay wherever they're headed. Okay, Kevin, this is ju- this is just strange.
1: To
0: me. Let's add a traveler. Add, add your travel document and vaccine information for faster check-out on trips. You can wait to delete and add additional travelers at any time. Tra- Register a travel document. Okay, passport, Nexus card, permanent resident card, etc., and proof of vaccination. Okay, well, I don't well, have all that. that. You, need, you need to enter. Well, I guess you only need to enter it once.
1: Yes. No, if I don't have, have this. A, I don't have this stuff on me. So I think I'll click on I'll do it later.
0: Well, yeah, for sure, cuz you, you you don't usually want Well, I have my Nexus card, but don't worry about
1: that. Yeah, I don't have my Nexus on me, but yeah. Okay, I'll do it later. Okay. That's it. They booted me out. All right. Let's see what happens if I click on this again. Huh.
0: Oh, so that that's it. That. Uh, Is it glitchy? That black thing with the white bar is that doing it all by itself yeah it is huh all right but look at that but the important the important thing to know is that you can't get back without that app like People, st- people were all excited about the fact, and we were talking about it here as well. Hey, now, you don't, need a, you don't need a test within 72 hours of coming back. If you're there for less than 72 hours, it's okay. You can come back, go through the regular routine, and, uh, you know, Bob's your uncle, as they say. But, you need this thing. It's a pretty big piece of information. That has been left out. Of, I have not heard it or read it or seen it in any media until we've talked about it today.
1: So I don't want to just share other people's Facebook profiles and posts or what have you, but um, I've got a couple of friends on my Facebook um, that are border guards. Mm-hmm. And one of them went out of their way, and I've never seen them do this before, they went out of their way to put out a post to let people know, hey, listen, you have to go get this Arrive Can app.
0: And this person works for Canada Boor- uh, um, Border Services?
1: Works, works at the border, right here in Niagara. Okay. Everybody knows somebody that works at the border. So yeah, yeah a, that's A, a true. border guard. Yeah. And said, listen, because you know that this is what they've been dealing with ever since November 30th, ever since the travel restrictions were lifted. And they said the media has not been doing a good enough job letting people know that they they need this Arrive Can app. So this is what they're dealing with all day at the border is Canadians coming back and saying, okay, here's my QR code, here's my proof of vaccination, I'm good to go, here's my Nexus, whatever.
0: Well, yeah, I've got, got the QR thing on my phone, I have my Nexus card, and I have a hard copy of the proof of vaccination in my car. So I figured I would be covered. Why wouldn't I be? You
1: need the Arrive Can app, and you need to fill it out before you get to the border.
0: so So you'd have to go, if you didn't have it, you would have to go through what Kevin and I just went through on the screen, and on top of that, have one of these documents with you to be able to fill it out.
1: And I think you have to go in and preemptively put in your travel plans. Like, put it in the app that, hey, today, I'm going to Niagara Falls, New York... Yeah. And I'm going to I'm go. Have... get
0: gas and buy a turkey. Yeah. Whatever.
1: And I think you have to put that in there. And then when you come back to the border, you can say, look, here's what I did. It's all in the app. I don't know what they do, if they scan it or what have you, but you have to have that app. And right now, I imagine that the offices at the Canadian border is probably just jammed with people yeah. looking at their phones downloading this app because nobody knows. Oh, well, I'm not going over. I'll tell you that. So my family friend is now in a 14-day quarantine.
0: Because he refused to do that.
1: He refused to do it. He could have just sat there for an hour. But, but the
0: person he was with, some now, as I understand your story from earlier, the person that he was with did decide to wait uh, and download the app and jump through the hoops. Um, and uh, once that was done and it was approved, they said, uh, all right, off you go. Yeah, see you later. He's good to go. That took him about an hour. Right. Okay, but still an hour.
1: Well, and it's something you didn't expect. So many people were doing it, right? And you know what it's like there at the border. you got to take a number and wait your turn and what have you. Okay, I've downloaded the app. but okay. And really, they're not supposed to allow you to do that. I think they're doing that Giving because you a they understand to that. that Yeah, nobody really knows about this thing.
0: Now, here's the other COVID wrinkle that has happened in the last 24 hours. President Joe Biden of the United States of America... Uh, has reduced the 72 hour window to 24 hours for anybody arriving by air. So far, your land crossing borders, as in uh, here in Niagara Falls, as well as uh, Niagara on the Lake at Queenston Bridge, uh, or what, well, Queenston, Queenston Bridge, and, uh, and the Peace Bridge. All, all our land crossings are still a 72 hour window. You have to have a, a negative test within 72, uh, if you're gonna be in the States longer than 72 hours. But you can go over for less than 72 and you do not need uh, to have a negative test result to get back. However, if you fly into the United States, as of now, as of like immediately, you need to have a test 24, a negative test, 24 negative result, 24 hours, within 24 hours of leaving of your flight. Okay, this is a big, this is a big change as well that happened just today. Uh, that will no doubt affect numerous snowbirds. I know, a lot of, I, I know a lot of Canadian snowbirds drive and that puts you in a whole different category. Um, because then the the longer than 72 hour thing obviously applies, and you've got lots of time, so it's not it's not it's not critical. But if you are flying, you've got to have a negative result within 24 hours of your flight. Not just a test and a result later; you got to be proven negative for COVID-19, and that is a direct result of uh, of the Omicron variant. Of the COVID 19 virus, of which we now have a few in Canada that have been discovered. A couple in Ottawa, uh, one one or two in Toronto. No report of any yet in Niagara, but it'll happen. It'll happen.
1: So, Lee, just a bit of a tangent here, and it's a rant I've been on, but why the wisdom now to say. (laughs) I knew you were going to go there. (laughs) There's a variant out there. I think we're going to stop flights from these countries. And yet, two years ago. The logic wasn't there. Hey, there seems to be this deadly disease. People yeah. are calling it a pandemic in East Asia. Seems to be coming into Europe, but... We'll deal with yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Let's... Yeah, come on in. Come on. We're open. We're open. Come on into Canada. And we'll close the borders. You can't drive in. But you, you want to fly in? Yeah, come on in. Come, come on in. <laughs> you... Come on in. Nah, no worries. I know. I know. I know like, I it's know. just... Why now? Now you finally figured out that maybe you should close the borders? Well, uh, I, I can...
0: I, I, I would. I would expect that... Uh, the airlines have a pretty strong lobby group <laughs> working in their, uh, in their favor, and they all suffered anyway. Had that been done off the bat, not that I'm saying, not that I don't agree with you, Kevin, I do. Uh, as far as international flights are concerned, domestic transportation, a whole different uh, sack of hammers. there. But as far as international flights, they, they should have turned off the tap right at the start of this thing. And they knew that this variant, this the, the, the newer variant, the Omicron uh, variant, had originated in South Africa. The southern area of not just South Africa, which is a country, but the, 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 many other countries in the southern portion of the continent. Um, is where it started, but even even they said, even out of Nigeria, there was a statement saying we kind of goofed it up. We we reported a little late that we found this thing. Okay, well now that gives the virus a chance, even a bigger chance, even a bigger window to to spread. That's a big oops, you know. And and I, I realize a lot of these countries don't have necessarily the framework and the uh, infrastructure that uh, first world countries might have. But still, that's a big oops. Uh, And, and it's it. I hope it's not the tip of a very large iceberg because COVID fatigue is definitely set in. I don't see I don't foresee lockdowns happening. I I, I, kind of believe if we had any sort of a lockdown situation rear its ugly head again, there would be general disruption. There would be uh, there'd be genuine um, upset <laughs> from a lot of quarters.
1: Uh, I believe the word you're looking for is piss offedness. Okay. Yes.
0: That that could appear in the next Webster's edition of new words. I think words. so. Um, Pissed offedness. That's good.
1: Lee, I want to update uh, the viewers on the disappearance of Darren Werner.
0: Yeah, we have talked about this for weeks, and, and we did. Uh, sorry, Kevin, to cut you off. No, I just, no, just, no. Just, you just, just, just a little bit of background. No, you we, tell the story. We did, we did promise that we would follow up and and try to find out or talk to somebody, anything at all, because it was just such a such a bizarre case of complete disappearance one day here the next day and kevin
1: did follow up and he can now fill in the rest of it so we reached out to people that are very close to darren and i had a conversation this week i'll say fairly you know five ten minute conversation talking about um the ins and outs of the case and the, they don't really want to come on the program because there's nothing new really to add. Yeah, It is a complete out-of-the-sky disappearance. That's what the police it's are saying It's a conundrum well.
0: wrapped up in an, an enigma, they, as they say. Yeah, they
1: assured me that there is a team of about 10 detectives with the NRP that are all on this case. I'm sure. It's gotten so far that um, the missing persons case of Darren Werner is now with Interpol. So, this search okay. has has moved internationally. I don't necessarily know why or what the impetus was for that. Um, there was some information that they didn't want to tell me, and that's fine. You have to respect that um but but that's the update really is that there is no update. Yeah. People are working diligently on the case. There are people that want to know the whereabouts of Darren Werner, and right now it's just a vanishing
0: and 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 that in these times of instant communication and tracking and all sorts of um satellite surveillance and well you name it that's a hell of a vanishing act (laughs) be it be it by his own hand or someone else's it's just nuts
1: and then there's also the loose connection of his facility burning down about eight or ten months ago in Niagara on the Lake, and how many people were affected right, by that, and right, whether or right, not right. that has anything to do with his disappearance. I, I can't say that it does, but at the same time, it has to be part of the case. It has to be part of what the NRP are looking at.
0: It's it's a heck of a it's a heck of a stretch to call it a coincidence. Yeah,
1: but uh, yeah. man, that's just. You know, it's affected so many people in, uh, in Niagara-on-the-Lake and beyond yeah. the, the disappearance. And so, again, we, you know, we, we promised that we would, we would do our best to try and update the situation and, and, and keep and, his image front and center.
0: And, and trust me, Kevin's a good researcher. Uh, and uh, if he can't find anybody to shed light on it, nobody can. So it's, it's sort of like the lid is shut.
1: Yeah, the, the people I, would ta- I was talking to are very close to Darren.
0: And the lid, is, the lid is shut on this right now. Although, although it's like the the cops, like the as you said with the detectives, it's sort of like the duck on the pond thing. You don't see much, but there's a lot going on. Yeah, I think that's
1: probably the case. Yeah,
0: Um, there was a. Do you want to do our Good Samaritan story? Yeah. Okay. Have we got access to to do our?
1: Or uh, do you want to go some... We no, got a no, that's few good, that's in... good. I just got to scroll up and find it here. Yeah, but okay. The, uh, the Good Samaritan from the, the PSW, and we love these Good Samaritan stories. I know Nick loves getting them and loves sharing them with you as well. And it involves
0: a, a PSW, as Kevin said, per, which stands for Personal Service Worker, by the way. Um, and this this PSW had a client that she was visiting, and by the way, just as a as a slight aside, uh, in the later months of uh, my mom's life, um, she had PSWs uh, from Niagara in and out over a period of time, and man, they do great work. If you if you are one of these people, you are special people, really. Um, you do what you 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 do wonderful work. Okay. So this PSW works in the community. This is the note that, uh, that Nick got. I want to give a shout out anonymously to the people who came up to myself during work to ask about potentially putting asphalt in my client's driveway. You made me tear up. They've had a rough few years and your kindness to put asphalt to make it easier to get, in, get the client into their vehicle or for appointments and such. I'm still crying. You reserve my PSW faith, you restore my PSW faith in humanity. Thank you for giving them this early Christmas gift for free to ensure they can safely transfer to car. You're amazing, super kind-hearted, and I hope your pillow is always cold on each side. What, what a great line. Um, and that's, that's here's the, these people, are probably paving somebody's driveway or, or patching Patching holes, potholes, and, and, and such things, and uh, say, hey, let's uh, can we do your driveway for you? For like, wow, that's a gesture and a half. And the so c- the, the the we followed up a little bit. Uh, it's amazing and, and how the much comments.
1: how much of the conversation surrounded the cold side of the pillow. Yeah, there's a whole thread here of people saying Lee that they wake up in the middle of the night. And flip their pillow I over. I do that. You do that to get to the cold side? Yeah, that's insane. No, it isn't. I get, you
0: get a little warm. You get a little uh, perspiration going there, or something, in the middle of the night. A lot of people do that. And uh, actually, it, it's not even in the middle of the night. Sometimes it's uh, like I'll uh, lay there, read a book or whatever, and I'm getting a little warm. So I flip the pillow over.
1: I can't believe you're one of them. I am one of them. I'm like, curious. It's go. not hard to. I don't be. understand the pillow comment, but
0: nice. It's hard not. It. Yeah. Well, if you're not com- if you're not comfortable on the pillow, if you if your body heat is sort of uh, generating some discomfort on your head or your face, flip it
1: over. I just can't believe there are so many people that wake up in the middle of the night. I mean, ideally for me, it's I thing. sleep right through the night. So all these people, their bodies are trained it's to wake thing. up. Well, it's here it is. I mean, Look, Jennifer says, maybe not everyone enjoys a cold pillow, but I know I wake up in the middle of the night and flip my pillow for the cold side up. There you go. Pat, Pat says, me too. All right, Judy, See? so do I. You got to start a club, Lee. You could go out for uh, for coffee with all these guys pillow and talk flippers. about your pillow
0: flippers. Actually, you know what you want to invent is a pillow cooler.
1: Now you're on to something, Lee.
0: Slip it inside. Get get a pillow case that's got a temperature control on it.
1: Surprise, you don't. Bake yours in the freezer for a little while.
0: <laughs> I don't want
1: it freezing,
0: but you. But wouldn't that be wouldn't that be like on a hot day on a on a hot night if uh, especially for people that don't have maybe central air conditioning or something like that or don't like the noise of a window air conditioner air conditioner. Get us get this pillowcase that's got a little weave in it, little temperature control, perfect.
1: Anyway, I, I'm cools sh- you
0: right down.
1: I'm searching for the one comment, Lee, where, um, where they give kudos to Walker Industries.
0: Yes. Uh, so And it's right here. Apparently, it was a crew from Niagara-based Walker Industries. Um,
1: you can read the comment there from Jennifer. Yeah.
0: Amy Schauble booth from the person who reached out to me about the post, said he works for Walker Construction in case you're as interested as I am, definitely want to boost the company, especially after the massive heart and act they did for this family. So um, don't know whether this crew had uh, any authorization to do that from the company or not. But either way, um, congratulations on being uh, more human than human. Uh, and. Uh, and uh, I Walker couldn't couldn't buy that kind of positive publicity, I don't think.
1: I hope so. I hope they were allowed to do it. And it seems uh, yeah, I hope probably they didn't get just in trouble for it. Had a little hot asphalt left over from the job and, yeah. and we, we come by this neighborhood all the time. We think you could use a patch job or whatever it is, and boy oh boy.
0: Yeah. And by the way, if for anybody watching this, if you invent that pillow thing I was talking about, I want to cut.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> I couldn't believe that. That's, that's what blew me away most. It really? wasn't just the story, but was all the people that are pillow flippers. And I think that's what you call yourself, pillow flippers?
0: I guess. I didn't, know, I didn't, a, uh, I didn't know we had a name, but I guess we
1: do. Start a Facebook group. Yeah, I flipped my pillow last night. Here, let me see. Lee. And just so you know, um, our musical guest, Aaron ah, Hurd, is, uh, is in there. But, Aaron uh, Hurd. If you could just hold on, because I want to do this, Lee. I want to see if there is a group out there oh, for on. people like you. Because I think pillow flippers...
0: It's not like it's a support group. It's not like there's anything wrong with it. We don't get around, sit around in a circle and talk about, oh boy, I, I flipped my pillow five times this week. Five? I was up to 20. Like th- There's no need to
1: do this, Kevin. We don't need a support. Group. Right. Pillow talk, pillows. Like I, I'm, I'm nervous about what I'm going to generate with this search. Pillow flippers. Okay. Like it's a fetish or something. What's the, Fixing what, flippers? We, we, we
0: receive no aberrant... Pleasure but
1: this is an unders- from this. This is underserved it's, it's in a, Facebook. It's a,
0: it's a comfort function.
1: I had all. no idea there were so many people out there pillow flipping, and, and there's really? no.
0: It's it's a it's just a case of personal comfort in a time of discomfort. I mean, this is not. Whether you do you kick the covers off sometimes in the middle of the night? Occasionally. Okay. It's the it's in the same category as a pillow flipper. No, I don't wake up to do it though. I How wake do you up to do it? Okay. Well, I don't wake up to do it. I happen to wake up,
1: then I do. Your body's it. trained. You've trained your body to flip your pillow.
0: Okay. Well, it's not. A, maybe it's a conspiracy theory. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, after this silly conversation, to a much more uh, a, a much more substantive uh, chat. Uh, Aaron Hurd is with us uh, today. Hello. How are you?
3: I'm oh, not too bad. We've got you. The decent weather today.
0: <laughs> yeah, you have a very vanilla background. Where are you?
3: Oh yeah, I'm in my room.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where is your room, by the way? I don't need the address. Just what city are you in?
3: Oh yeah, I'm based in Niagara Falls. In
0: Niagara Falls, okay. Because yeah. we knew you were from Niagara, but uh, weren't sure exactly which city in Niagara. So uh, yeah. Anyway, welcome to the welcome to the program. Um, and how long have you been making music? How long have you been doing what you're doing?
3: Um, yeah, like music in general, probably it's been a while. Like, I guess since, um, like since I was 12 years old, like I've always played guitar, um, so I started out on guitar and I, I kind of wanted to do a bit more just because I got kind of tired of playing, you know, just chords or, Mm -hmm. or soloing. So I kind of got into the whole world of electronic stuff, um, yeah, and, and I've kind of been doing that for, yeah, it's been like, well, now, since I was 12, 28 how, now. So.
0: How how would you, how do you describe the kind of music that you perform and create?
3: Uh, so, yeah, I guess the the most sort of unanimous, because I, I had to ask other people, because even for me, like, it was hard to describe at first. <laughs> okay. um, and I, I sort of always say alternative music, um, and I've had a lot of people... Actually, one of them was John Law. Like he, he first interviewed me when I, I made my first EP and he helped me sort of figure out a genre of. Okay. That um, was like, oh, I do alternative stuff, but it's kind of electronic, but it's not quite EDM. And he's like, oh, yeah, that, that sounds like dream pop. That's what dream pop music is. So, dream pop? Yeah.
0: Okay. I have to confess, having been around music uh, my entire life, I've never heard the term before.
3: Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's an interesting genre, it's like a mixture of alternative music, a little bit of electronic. Um, It can even have like some new wave stuff, Uh, like some some stuff that I make is a little bit similar to New Order. Okay. Um, It kind of has that synth pop sound to it, so it can include that in it as well. And it's just basically a bunch of, I think it's more of like an umbrella term, but not quite as generic as alternative, but so it kind of narrows it down a little bit
0: and uh um, yeah. I, I think I think a term that we used to use is like uh, el- electro pop or something like that so that would probably be too narrow a term as well if we were to call it that because it's not just that is it
3: right yeah exactly like it's more because I do play guitar still in my track so I'm not quite electro pop um, and trying to identify a genre that's always been the hardest thing uh, to do for me because i I kind of like to not stay with that one genre and kind of, you know, yeah, um, yeah include a little bit of everything in well, there.
0: Yeah, I, I, I sympathize with, uh, or empathize, I should say, with with that with that task because anytime you are creating something that seems like a little bit off the grid and somebody asks you, well, we experienced that with this show as a matter of fact, we say, what is it? That you actually do, how do you describe what you know and and sometimes that's not an easy thing to do so i I, I get where you're where you're coming from how did you um, how did you how did you come up with your style like what what made the light switch go on that you say this is what I want to do
3: yeah I guess sort of um I guess it sort of happened in a in a random sort of way so I guess the because I, I love all types of music like I love um I love alternative. I love um, some pop music too. Like I'm a huge fan of Taylor Swift, Um, Mm -hmm. but I do love New New Order. They're one of my favorite bands and and kind of bands like Grimes that are a bit more experimental electronic stuff. Um, And then even like a few country bands, like I love the Dixie Chicks as well. Um, And I think just a mixture of all that. And plus like hip hop, Um, I like kind of old school hip hop as well. And I think all my taste just kind of went... Into making the music, and it it sort of came out in a in a weird way, but and that's what sort of formed the genre. Well, that's
0: that that's a whole lot of different kinds of influencers. There's no doubt about that because you just you just walked, I guess, just about a the entire musical spectrum there in about twenty yeah. seconds. <laughs> um, what is your What is your background here? In Ni- are you originally from Niagara Falls? Born and raised here?
3: Yep. Yeah. So I was born and raised in Niagara. Yeah. Um, born in the the GNGA so yeah I've been here for yeah my whole life and I I moved around a bit I lived in in Toronto a little bit mm-hmm. and then I moved to to Scotland as well Scotland um, and yeah just yeah I moved to Glasgow because of their music scene they have a, a really nice music scene there okay um, and just to kind of yeah to get a feel of what the music scene is like in the UK um, mm-hmm. and yeah that was really a great experience to do
0: what school did you go to or schools did you go to here in Niagara
3: uh, like all the way up
0: to <laughs> yeah. Like, what what high school did you go to, for example?
3: Uh, so I went to Anne
0: Meyer. Anne Meyer. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. I was I was West We could never beat your football team. All
3: oh,
1: right. Yeah, Meyer. Was a good <laughs> <team>. <laughs> it all right. boils down to that.
0: Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, well, no. never say never, but you know, not often. Okay, now you, you have here's the here's the elephant in the room. You got to clear up for us.
2: Right.
0: Aaron Hurd. That is that that is a that is your artistic name, correct? Yeah. Okay, and it's spelled E R R. Correct me if I screw this up. E R R U N H R D.
3: Yeah, that's right. Okay, what
0: does it mean? Why right, Aaron so, Heard?
3: Yeah, when I first made it, um, I was trying to think of sort of a. I, I wanted to make it just called unheard, and I realized when you search unheard online, there's so much that comes up, like mm. so many results that come up, and and I was like, well, I I need a name to kind of go with the the tracks because, you know, my tracks are a little bit, I'd say more ambient and more mellow, on the mellow side, and mm. I, I think I I was having trouble thinking of a name, and then I realized like I was listening to my songs, and I thought, oh, a lot of them are, you know, more I'd say more on the mellow side, a little bit more dark. Some of them are a bit light, but the, the more sort of tone to it is more kind of like a melancholy thing. Okay. And so I, I know like, you know, and I guess in our everyday life, talking about those emotions, like, you know, if you're sad or upset, it's kind of like a, it's seen as like a taboo kind of thing or like an air type thing. Mm-hmm. And I sort of use the word air to kind of, you know, compensate for that air type thing and then unheard. As in, like, those are the unheard words or, like, maybe feelings that we want to say, but have trouble in every day. You know, if you go meet a friend or, or just someone at work, it's hard to kind of talk about those things. So that's how Aaron Heard came to cool. be.
1: Cool.
0: All right. That's that's really cool.
1: Yeah, Leah, I-, I wanted to hop in here with a question yeah. because uh, coming up at the end of the show, we're going to be featuring a new single from your new album called Rain. Um, I really liked it, and I-, and I responded to you and said, boy, it, it really, to me, resonates of late 90s Bjork and I was a big Bjork fan and it's interesting that her music in that era encapsulated all of the genres that you just went through yeah so when you said I'm influenced by this by that by that by that by that I'm like yeah that's the sound and I really liked it and you've described it so perfectly I want to know about your songwriting process um this is new for a lot of people that an artist can be in I'll say their bedroom I mean I think the most famous these days would be like Billie Eilish, right? Like, look, I can I can produce mm-hmm. world class music from my bedroom, kind of as a as a solo act. What what's your process like?
3: Right. So the the process, yeah. Like since I since I was always a guitar player, I usually, not all songs, but a lot of them, I sort of start on guitar, um, and I'll just kind of, you know, mess around on there and kind of make a chord progression or like a a sound that I like, and then. Once I get that, I try and take it over to the computer, um, and I use Logic Pro um, as my like digital audio workstation to kind Mm -hmm. of put everything together. Um, And uh, yeah, and usually I put it in there, and I try and put two and two together. So like whatever the sort of, I guess maybe the melody of whatever I wrote, like I try and put that in a in a synth song, or you know, put that on a synth or some kind of melody and. Um, in the base or something like that, and then I kind of just build off it from there with a bunch of uh, with a bunch of virtual instruments, and then that's how I create my electronic songs. You,
0: you—that's uh, th- what I was going to ask you. The, the, um, the virtual instruments and the source for the electronic side uh, of what you do. Do you use um, do you use proprietary sites for that, or do you use free sites? Because I know we have. You know, there's all kinds of copyright laws and rules, et cetera. How do you source these different sounds, different instruments?
3: Right, yeah, so usually like I use uh, Logic Pro. I also use Reason as well, which they're they're like workstation type things. So yeah. like softwares that you can make your music on. Yeah. And they come like pre with a bunch of different synthesizers. And I right. usually take those um, and then just kind of mess around with them to make a sound that, that I really like. Um, and my songs, and kind of build off it like that, so that way it's, you know, no copyright, you don't have to worry about that. Right, um, yeah, because
0: that, it comes with the, comes with the program, and then you just, yeah. you must, you massage that audio to have it suit
3: where you want it to go. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's why I really love electronic music, because you can kind of, you can yeah. start with like a basic sound, and kind of keep building, and building, until you get something that you love, um, and I love that freedom, like having that, it's like you're an artist, like you have one like three right. colors of primary pink, and you can make as many colors as you want out of that.
0: Just, just a different kind of artist than, uh, and I know uh, than, than traditional musicians, as they say. And I know here's here's a criticism that has been around for years of people that have worked on uh, digital and electronic music making, is the fact that. Oh, you're just uh, you're just a computer geek. You're not a you're not an artist. You're not a musician. You're not etc. So, but, but it sounds the way you describe it, um, and we're going to see, as Kevin said, we're going to see an example of it at the end of the program. Um, nothing could be further from the truth. There, it is just a different kind of art form. Yeah. So so you uh, because somebody could. Correct me again if I'm wrong. Somebody could take this piece of audio that you come across and do something completely that wouldn't even sound like what you did. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, exactly, yeah. And yeah, like I know when I was in my last year of high school, um, I moved to Toronto because there was a school that had, they were actually teaching audio production and I got to take a course in that and I thought that was really cool for a high school program. Yeah. Um, And, and so they actually taught us, so they gave us like, I think it was just one sound. They gave us like one, we could only work with like the one sound from the one program. And they said, okay, put a song together with this and you, you can do whatever you want to it. You can manipulate it, you know, put oscillators on it or filters, um, but you can't use anything else. It just has to be that one sound.
0: Okay. Um,
3: and and it was amazing to see that, like how many people came up with so many different things because you can, you can take like that sample and just chop it up or you can, you know loop it multiple times in certain areas and yeah you could you know pitch it like up and down and it's so cool that what you can do with just one you know single piece of audio
1: and do you mind if i if i hop in here because this is leading directly to what i want to know is with so many options how do you know when the song is done Mm -hmm.
3: yeah i think uh i don't know i feel like there's a saying and like if you're um in electronic production is that like a song is never really done it's just more of when you know when you're willing to just stop and say okay that's it um because i know when i work on my stuff there's there's always room for improvement i'm always saying oh but i could do this i could add more reverb to this or add more delay on this part or um yeah that's and I
0: think the, I that was that, that a good question Kevin. that that would be a hard part because you could you could tinker with it till it drives you nuts yeah what is the long-term uh, plan or goal for Aaron Heard? What's the where do you want where do you want to see this go?
3: Right. Uh, so for me, like I, I've always loved um, like big music, like like I've always wanted to play big music festivals, like Pitchfork and Coachella, and all those. Um, oh yeah. You know the big festivals, Reading and Leeds. So I think. Yeah, i think doing something like that that's sort of my goal is to to get like a i'm working on a live setup right now to kind of have a really good show um so once i kind of nail that like i'm hoping to you know expand expand my audience a bit and be able to play hopefully eventually like you know those big festivals that, sound,
0: that sounds like a great goal uh you know uh, you can ask a lot of people that question and sometimes you get shrugs you know because some people say they don't they don't really have a have a specific thing but uh, it's it's great to hear someone that has a very specific kind of vision in mind would you have to go along with this now if you're playing a festival as you know when you go to concerts um, even traditional style musicians will have often some sort of visual to go along with with the the audio side of what they do, because sometimes those crowds are pretty big. Um, so, it, I would think your art in particular would lend itself towards having some some visuals to it. Are you gonna Are you kind of going to foray into that side of it too?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's what I'm working on now. Like I contacted some some visual artists. Actually, the one that worked on my video that you'll see after for rain. Um, the artist Carl Skeen that he actually worked on that. Um he's an amazing like uh, like graphic artist and he just he makes crazy visuals and I'm I'm trying to get him to do more live stuff with me. Um yeah, because it does really go hand in hand with um with anyone, like any sort of artist sure. that does digital. But, a, art. but
0: especially something of your genre, it it just it kinda goes with the territory, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. Um fascinating. Um Aaron Heard, I, um, I I hope you I hope you get where you want to go. I wanna I wanna see you at one of those festivals because you can sort of put that put that pin in the in the in the corkboard and say there Coachella we're going there. So <laughs> that's uh, that's very cool. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to listening to your song. The song we're gonna be hearing is "You Can Be You, I Can Be Me." Right? That's the album. That's the album. So the song
1: is "Rain." Yeah. Oh, the song is title. "Rain." Yeah.
0: Great, great album title. I thought the, the I thought the album was uh, "Rain," but okay. So the album is called "I Can Be You and You Can Be Me."
3: Yeah, you can be you. I can be me.
0: <laughs> and we're listening to "Rain." All right. I got it. I got it. You only have to tell me ten or twelve times. I get it. <laughs> uh, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, you're great. Thank and, you uh, me. and we'll be watching and listening for more. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Nice young lady. Another unheard Niagara uh, until until now. Aaron Hurd. E-R-R-U-N-H-R-D. Aaron Hurd.
1: I listened to the song uh, earlier this week. And as I said, I was having a back and forth lining up the interview with Aaron Hurd. And um it was one of those songs where it was playing in the background, and next thing I knew it was over, which meant it was good. You know, sometimes you're listening yeah. to music and you're like a minute and a half yeah. in, and you're going, okay, oh, time gosh. to go. <laughs> yeah, time to go. Okay, I got an idea of what this is. Yeah. And this was the opposite of that. It was just playing and playing, and next thing you know it was done. I'm like, what was that, three and a half minutes? Boy, that went by fast. That's mm-hmm. obviously it's, but I, I, I love that style of music, and I think it's so cool that an individual artist can own the whole thing and afford to do it from her bedroom. Um, that's, well, that's really that's about so
0: the—that's cool. really the best way to to afford to produce music now, because the music industry is not what it was years ago. So, the fewer number of people you have involved, the more lucrative it it can be if it if it goes. Um, I want to thank uh, Gail's Gas Bars Limited for being. Uh, our title sponsor. They've been fueling this program now for quite some time. We are here at episode 48 of season two. They joined us in uh, partway through season one and uh, have constantly been there for us. Gales Gas, uh, Gales.ca is the place to go for uh, to find out about their rewards program, their living wage status. We had Jessica Friesen, the CEO on a while back talking about, uh, or not, Jessica, we had their HR uh, person on, but Jessica put us in touch with this, talking about the fact uh, that they are a living wage business here in Niagara, and the only living wage business in the petroleum industry in the province, which I find uh, pretty amazing right here in Niagara. So. Kudos to Gales, and thanks for being here again as our title sponsor. Performance Heating and Air, Car- uh, Carlo and the gang, thank you for also supporting us. Verge Insurance Group, Mark Shirk uh, and Blair Shirk and their crew, always a pleasure to have uh, have you on board here. We have uh, our second guest of the day on the program today. Steven Seuss is his name. He's a Niagara political activist. That's, what, that's the label we're putting on him anyway. He does a podcast called True Politics here uh out of niagara steven how are you
1: oh, i think you muted yourself buddy
0: did you mute
1: <laughs> hello gentlemen how are you
0: we got <laughs> you now steven uh we're great you know,
4: it's it's a lot different when i use zoom on my phone versus the uh i'm on the go versus the uh the desktop so i yeah. had to make some uh i had to make some adjustments there <laughs> well we got you now loud and clear what's going on my friend yes yeah, so um i'm coming on the show today uh you gave the viewers an introduction my name is steve seuss i'm the owner and host of uh true politics media it's a re- uh, niagara region web uh, sorry political web show based out of the niagara region um we've interviewed several guests such as the former prime minister kim campbell the former premier david peterson i'm also a former uh well and mayor candidate came in second for well and mayor in 2018 and uh, recently ran in the Ward 3 by-election for city councilor, placing second uh, behind John Mastriani. So I'm on the program today because since 2019, I've been fighting uh, for a state of emergency on mental health, homelessness, and addiction in the Niagara region. So at the October 21st meeting of Niagara Regional Council, we brought the proposal to niagara region the motion to declare the emergency on mental health homelessness and addiction and niagara regional council um what had happened is one of the regional counselors from lincoln rob foster called a point of order when the item uh when it was time to discuss the item and he had stated that the item was a reconsideration motion And therefore needed two-thirds majority to be debated on the or considered and debated on the floor but it had never been voted on previously so how can something be a reconsideration when it was never originally considered now a little a little uh a little back you know a few months before that we did present to committee myself and counselor wayne campbell of niagara falls and, you know, during the committee discussions, you know, it came up and it was a very lukewarm reception, but they had decided um, ultimately to go with a motion to acknowledge the crisis of homelessness, mental health and addiction in Niagara, but uh, stop short at declaring the state of emergency. Now they never voted the state of emergency down before they introduced their alternative motion. So when this point of order happened through Rob Foster, the counselor from Lincoln, right. he did achieve the two thirds majority and the motion was essentially killed for the rest of the term. So, you know, it was a spit into the face. It was a spit in the face to every activist in Niagara region who fights for the issues of mental health, homelessness and addiction. And it was a spit into the face of the people who suffer from these issues in their families.
0: Um. W- were you able to talk with someone outside the council chambers, like in an informal setting, like off the off the record outside the meeting, about about how and why this occurred the way it did?
4: Uh, no, I was not able to do that because what had happened is um, the, cal- the council, a couple of the councilors, Niagara regional councilors, moved the item to the top of the meeting. We had uh, four speakers on ready to present on the state of emergency and they didn't even let us speak to it because they called that point of order for the reconsideration and all of a sudden we weren't allowed to speak so after they voted two-thirds to allow us to speak because we were a quote late submission but they still voted to allow us to speak and then reneged on that fact because the motion was killed uh through the reconsideration point of order
0: when now what constitutes, an, uh, is your understanding, of a reconsideration? You said that, that, yeah. that, that, the, that the previous, um, at the previous occasion, or the, yeah. during the previous discussion, it was not voted on. Uh, you said right. that, correct? All right, right, yes. Now, the original in, order, vote. In, in, in order for something to be uh, labeled a reconsideration, is that vote required? does something have to be voted on or does it have to just have to have been brought up before?
4: Yeah, yeah, so it, it's always been a vote. Um, in my experience, it's always been a vote. Well, in city council, for example, you know, reconsidered, um they reconsidered a matter with the uh, Rempel Farm in the expropriation matter, that required two thirds majority, but they had originally voted for expropriate, or sorry, they originally voted for expropriation and then later on, reneged on it through reconsideration. Okay, Stephen, uh, explain to us what, mm-hmm.
0: what a designation of, uh, a state of emergency for homelessness, uh, and addiction in Niagara, what, what would that state of emergency had it gone through and been debated and, and voted, uh, and passed, what would that have triggered?
4: So that would have uh, that would have triggered so Canadian municipal or sorry Ontario municipalities are free to sorry Canadian municipalities I got it right the first time are free to declare a state of emergency on um, any intentional or non-intentional act that has major proportions to life or property so in a circumstance when you declare an emergency on something the province Ontario the provincial government is legally obligated to respond so this happened in 2017 when a first nations reserve declared a state of emergency on suicide the province responded and they sent in frontline resources staffing this is what we're doing we're trying to challenge the province in providing the appropriate funding resources and frontline staff for the issues of mental health homelessness and addiction because my friend the numbers are scathing over 800 overdoses 84 responses a month that's from uh niagara ems you have the homeless matter 665 homeless residents including 121 homeless children who live in this region and niagara suicide rate is higher than the provincial average in ontario and that's according to stats can so this is a problem and a state of emergency would challenge the province in doing more for these issues. It would challenge the province in providing the appropriate emergency response so that we can more properly manage these issues and tackle them effectively and get people the help and the services that they need.
0: And the Niagara Regional Council is the only conduit to, to trigger this reaction from the province? That's, that's, that's what you have to go through? You've got to go through them to get there?
4: I Yes. Well, we chose to do that because jurisdictionally, you know, Niagara region looks after, you know, these files. Right. So, you know, if we were to say, if we were to talk hypotheticals, yes, a local mayor could probably declare the state of emergency. But what with, about, you know, with, with the jurisdiction being in the regional parameters and, you know, having regional government and this being a, an issue that's Niagara wide, we thought yeah. it was more effective to you know, uh, to approach the region with this and uh, go through the head of council, which is Chair Bradley in declaring, because the motion said, you know, uh, to direct regional chair, Jim Bradley, to declare a state emergency on mental health homelessness and addiction. Now, Jim Bradley, legislatively, he has the power to do it himself, but he was very lukewarm on that.
0: Have you attempted to reach out to Chair Bradley
4: personally? Yeah, I didn't receive a response. Not even a response? Not a response. I emailed okay. all of regional council to ask them how they voted on the matter because we were only to, able to get a partial vote count because nobody had called a recorded vote, which is where you would get it. And so I emailed all of the council, including the chair, and I received, I believe, six responses. One of them, though, was from Welland's regional Council Pat Kiyoko, so... I was happy about that uh he responded okay Stephen, hang on hang
0: on a second i need to rewind here a bit yeah when 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 the point of order was raised uh and called this um a reconsideration yeah um was the was there a vote you just made you just mentioned that there was a a vote and you received yes what was the vote on
4: the vote were the vote would have been to be to reconsider the item or to not reconsider the item. So Lee, that's, okay. that was the
1: exact question I was going to ask. Yeah, I'm in it- a lot of these councils, so I understand procedure very well. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. when uh, when member Foster mentioned that this was going to be a reconsideration and convinced council of such, what was he referring to? You said that they had never voted on this in the past, but of course he had to sway council and have. Council agree you're right i think this is a reconsideration so what did he point to in the past that would have made your motion a reconsideration yeah
4: yeah yeah so that's a good question he pointed to the fact that quote this issue received ample discussion but it's not a vote so there's nothing official it's not a vote how can you reconsider something that was discussed versus something that was voted on you can't read just read you know yeah. Was so no was,
0: so what was voted on was actually to determine whether it was a reconsideration or not. It wasn't it wasn't the proposal itself.
4: Correct. Okay. And that's how far it got. Yeah. So they killed it in the tracks. And that's an affront to democracy, not allowing speakers to speak first of all. You know, second of all, you know, violating procedure which actually led to um, me uh, contacting the Ombudsman's office.
0: Okay. Well, uh, I mean, violation of procedure, I guess, is is up open for interpretation. Um, but the ombudsman. We'll let them decide
4: that through their investigation, though. Yeah. Okay. So you did
0: you did contact the ombudsman's office, and your response from them was it would they take it under advisement? Is that is that going to happen?
4: Yeah. Yeah. So what they want me to do is they want me to start out by. Um, by submitting a complaint through the region's internal mechanisms and Makes then sense. and then if they and they'll oversee the whole process, I can copy okay. them on the email et cetera et cetera okay and then once if there's no resolution that comes out of that, then the Ombudsman will stop in because they are in the legislation an office of last resort, okay, but I haven't gotten. You know, and it—it's like, how does that last resort feel? Because I haven't gotten anywhere with the region very well. I haven't gotten a response from the chair. I haven't got it, you know, but they want me to write something again and uh, copy them on it. So I'd be glad to oblige because I believe in this issue. Yeah, I'm—I'm I'm interested to see how yeah, this plays um, out, Stephen, yeah, because
1: um, you know, procedure. Uh, these these people that are that are that are clerking. Um, they're these, very clear meetings, on procedures. They, they know what's going on, well, yeah. so they obviously believe that it was a reconsideration as well. Yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what, what the ombudsman finally rules.
4: Because I, I I don't know every in and out
1: and, of procedure. Well, and, but and but here's they do. The
4: they, they do. Here's the yeah. other kicker. Here's the other kicker about that situation. The clerk in the chair at the open meeting originally ruled that it was not a reconsideration. So the clerk stated it. The chair ruled it and Foster challenge it, basically. That's
0: okay. the change here. All right, well, it'll, it will it will be interesting. It, it, it's good that you're into the, in the appeal process and moving forward. Uh, one more bug in your ear. Uh, I know you're politically aware, obviously. Um, and uh, it's always a good time to reach out to MPPs and potential MPPs, because we have an election coming up in June of next year. So you, you might be able to get some ears pointed in your direction. Stephen Seuss, thanks for joining us. Uh, keep us posted on uh, how the process is going, okay?
4: Thank you, my friends. All right, take care.
0: Ah, yeah, the, the, the sticky wicket of, uh, of process and procedure in in these in these meetings, I know if if you watch any of the council meetings, I know uh, we stream uh, streams many 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 council meetings. And as Kevin said, there's probably nobody even more versed uh, than you these days on uh, procedure
1: in, in council. Now, outside outside of uh, you know municipal clerks and elected <laughs> officials, uh, I don't think there's anybody that sat you know aside from mayors and maybe regional councilors that have sat through more. Uh, committee meetings and council yeah. meetings, and myself and Brandon. And, and man, you've got to have you uh, got to take
0: street. some no dozers or, or or like something to keep your eyelids open at a lot yeah, of so as meetings. Yeah, so much, and I mean, um,
1: but I, I, I do work with the MPCA as well, and I have tremendous yeah. respect oh, yeah. for Member Foster. And Member Foster is a stickler when it comes to points of order, right? So for him to call a point of order and to sway counsel into believing that this was a reconsideration, my feeling is there's probably some merit to it, but it's interesting to see Stephen doesn't feel that way. We, so yeah. we'll see where it goes. I don't know. I, I honestly it's, don't know.
0: It, it, is, it is very difficult uh, sometimes for those of us out in the, out in the so-called public um, to wrap our heads around specific protocols for the operation of these meetings and and how they work, it's a it's a very complex set of rules, and they're it's it's they're there for a very good reason. But sometimes it's it becomes just such a morass of process that it can get frustrating, uh, just watching it sometimes unfold, even though it has to go the way it goes. So. Um, Yeah, but the statistics that Stephen was talking about, I don't doubt that his research is accurate and we do have a homeless problem here in in Niagara. We do have an addiction uh, problem. We have overdose problems, the fentanyl situation, uh, although it doesn't find necessarily the headlines these days, it's not at the top of the news cycle. It's still a very, very big, big uh, topic and too many people are dying from the combination of all these things: mental, mental illness, homelessness, and uh, and addiction. It's uh, the great triumvirate of uh, of social pain.
1: Now, meanwhile, Lee, this week the NRP might have been able to help by getting some uh, some guns and some weed off the streets.
0: Now, this is a <laughs> here is another. Uh, I'll use the term wacky story. T- talk about. It, it's like, have, are you familiar with the world word serendipity? Something that just happens because something else happened, and it's like, oh, it's it's like, oh, it's like a it's like an oh wow moment that you weren't expecting. Niagara Ontario Provincial Police. We're investigating a vehicle rollover, single vehicle rollover, not a not a collision with another car, nothing like that. Uh, QEW at Sodom Road, okay? The driver was arrested and charged. Why? Not really because the car rolled over, because while attending to this incident they discovered seven weapons, uh, taking a vehicle without consent was a charge. In other words, it wasn't even his car, had 184 grams of cannabis, and uh, also, you know, part and parcel of the rollover, et cetera, three Highway Traffic Act violations, and breach of uh, a liquor uh, violations. So, here's a guy that is uh, over the legal limit of blood alcohol content, he's in the car that isn't his, and he's driving it without consent of the car who it does belong to, uh, and He's got weapons that look like some sort of Marvel Comics movie uh, or, or a video game in his car plus drugs. Yeah, like, look at this stuff. Who's... This is,
1: this is the mother load of busts. What kind of weapons... Who rolls with this? I don't know. This guy's samurai? Well,
0: maybe he's a collector. That's what I am. Oh, officer, because
1: this a... here, we're I don't want to say we're used to seeing this, but yeah, yeah guns and drugs. Okay, guns and drugs. Got it. Yeah. Okay. El Chapo. Some, yeah. some switchblades or whatever you want to call those. But, they,
0: but the sword collection is quite something.
1: Sword collection. <laughs> <laughs> now the funny thing is, is that the uh, the car. Right? He also said that it, it wasn't his car. Yeah. So maybe he didn't even know about the swords. Like maybe the, maybe the guns and the knives and the weed that's his. Then they open the trunk and say, "Not your lucky day, pal."
0: But 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 maybe like maybe his defense is, "Hey, it wasn't my car. I I I didn't know that stuff was in there." (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but uh, I'm sure the I'm sure the uh, police officers are pretty sure that he was responsible for something. See, it just goes to like I picked today to roll my car over. I mean, it wasn't it it wasn't icy. It, it wasn't. Uh, I don't. Might have been raining a bit. I don't know what what the weather was on that particular evening. But it was just a couple of days ago. Weather hasn't been too bad. And he rolls his car over, but yeah. I, but again, he was uh, drunk. So well,
1: I didn't say he was drunk. Liquor violation. Li- so maybe oh, open yeah. liquor. They did say though that he had three highway traffic act violations. So maybe amongst those was driving while impaired or something. I'm Try to find the uh, the story the the break-in of the Good Eats Diner. We could do that before we get to uh, Aaron Hurd. Yeah, a number of a number
0: of businesses in St. Catharines broken into overnight. Now this was uh, posted a couple days ago.
1: Yeah, it was 4 days old. So I think we're talking Saturday Sunday.
0: Yeah. Uh, including the Good Eats Diner on Queenston Street. Um, the vehicle caught on uh, caught on closed circuit TV, two-door silver Honda Civic, black rims, maybe snow tires, no plates on the front of the vehicle. Um, <laughs> suspect description. Oh,
1: sorry, you I got No, no,
0: that's all right. Took that away. But people, I mean, there's, th- there, there's the there's, suspect description. That there can't. you go, right there. Again, Kevin, I must ask. This goes back to that conversation we had weeks and weeks ago, when somebody went into. Fry Guy's Fish and Chips on Lake Street in St. Catharines with a gun to rob it. And and here's the Good Eats Diner on Queenston Street. I I know exactly where that is, and other businesses as well. Um, Most of them, I'm assuming, small businesses like the Good Eats Diner. How much are you going to get out of these places? Many of these businesses do their night deposits or their daily deposits. Maybe you're gonna get some petty cash, but even that probably wouldn't be much. All you do is damage and you cause people a lot of heartache and, and inconvenience. What do you accomplish? What do you get out of this?
1: I don't know. But anyway, that's the guy. I don't know Lee, I wanna give, uh, give credit where credit is due um, because at least the good folks over at Good Eats Diner and I think that's uh, Apollo and his crew out there. Yeah. Uh, at least they had better security cameras uh, than... No kidding. Than this guy. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, how are we going to find this one? You're not, uh, not, from the, not from those pictures, you're not.
1: Well, you haven't seen that guy? <laughs> <laughs>
0: or these guys? Yeah. Yeah. I think on CSI, uh, the hazmat crew. Or that guy. Well, there you go, They're those guys. Yeah. Now maybe, maybe, that, that last one you showed, that one right there? Yeah. He's got something on the back of his jacket that you might be able to identify if you, if you know what that logo is. I have no idea what it is. But other than that, and that was, uh, was, that, was that the John Deere place that it just showed there?
1: I think so, yeah. Because um, it looked like... Yeah, now, John Deere Premier Equipment. Yeah. South Grimsby Road in West Lincoln.
0: Yeah. Now someplace like that, if you're actually going to steal some of that equipment, it's very expensive or tools or something like that, I suppose. But what are you going to do? Anyway, uh, some interesting things happen that it just leaves leaves you a scratch in your head. What is the point? What is the point? People trying to smash and grab and I guess, so a lot of those things, Kevin, unfortunately run in tandem with the topic we were discussing with Stephen Seuss, is the fact that um, a lot of these break-ins, a lot of these things, whether they make sense or not, to us are tied in with all of those other items like mental health and homelessness and addiction. A lot of these things are, are interwoven with each other tough to separate them sometimes. Thanks again for joining us on this uh, episode 48, season number two of Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. Thank you to Nick at Niagara 411 for everything that you do and the work that you put into this. And a hi to Nick's mom. Thank you very much uh, for Gales, for fueling this program as you do every week. Always a pleasure to have you as our title sponsor here on the program. Performance Heating and Air, Virgin Insurance Group, thanks. Kevin uh, and his partner, Brandon Scram, the guys uh, that started this WeStream thing. And uh, glad to see that uh, life is starting to pick up for, for this. And by all means, if you have an event or something going on that you need, you need people to be aware of and to witness, WeStream is a place to go to find out how you can make that happen uh, affordably and professionally. My name is Lee Sterry. We are going to be hearing Aaron Hurd. Young lady that uh, born and raised uh, lives in Niagara Falls and is an artist in the world of what we have now learned is dream pop. The album is You Can Be You, I Can Be Me. The song is Rain. And uh, Aaron Heard will play us off the stage. Everybody have a great weekend, okay? Thanks for being here. Cheers.
1: Sorry, Lee. Just got to uh, had a tech glitch there. We had a tech glitch. Okay. Yeah. So hold on a second here. While we're doing that, yeah, maybe I'll throw us both back on here while I can iron out the uh, while I can iron out the kinks.
0: Well, okay. While we are uh, un- unglitching the glitch, uh, also want to thank uh, Dave McParian and his staff for allowing us to impose on them every Thursday here at Fiddler's Poor House in downtown St. Catharines. And keep in mind, here's one thing I want to remind you about that we talked about earlier. This is worthy of repeating. If you have any plans to use a land crossing, in other words, go across any of the, any of the bridges in Niagara into the United States, even if you're only going for a day, you have to have this Arrive Can app in order to get back into Canada, and it's something that has not been publicized. We went through it uh, earlier in the program. If you just joined us part way through and you missed it, go to the beginning of the show. Watch the beginning of the show, the first 15 minutes, and uh, we'll walk you through what you're going to need so that you're not held up at the border coming back into Canada, all right? So it's the Arrive Can app. uh, your, Your QR code doesn't do it? Your hard copy double vaccination doesn't do it. You need this app if you're going into the United States, even for an hour to get back. All right, so check that one out. Kevin, we are ready to go. Uh, with Aaron Heard, uh, we are going to be listening to Rain. And once again, thanks for being here and ciao.